Texax Radio, presented by Dave Gardner's Jewelers here in the Rollo Insurance Studio. Hour number three. We'll have Billy here in about 10 minutes or so. Looking forward to having uh, Billy on to talk about all things that happened over the weekend. So I was on Twitter a moment ago, and I'm seeing Morgan Wallen is trending. Uh, have you seen this, Nick? Uh, is it because of his uh, concert that got canceled in Oxford? Look at you. Yeah, I guess that's what it is. Because yeah, I, 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 I went to Mr. Google. Like, why is he? Because people, when you go to Twitter, there's people complaining or asking questions. And you go to Mr. Google and he tells you, yes, after losing his voice, he had to cancel a show at, at Ole Miss. And I guess people are angered and upset with him. Yeah. I mean, I know those concert tickets aren't cheap. Um and you know, I, I, I think assume a guy they return like, your money, right? Yeah, yeah, they, you'd get a refund. But I mean, guys like that that are touring on those big stages, you know, they don't have as many tour dates, I guess. And you know, you get excited to see him, and then it's, it, I mean, they canceled it while everyone was in the stadium too, so that probably has a lot to do with it. You're sitting there, you're like, okay, cool, he's about to come on, psych, go home. Look, he does things at a very high level. I don't. I recognize that. But I remember on this show, you weren't here yet, Nick, early on in my in my days that um, I'm talking like first week of football season, second, somewhere early on, I uh, I lost my voice. And I remember texting Richard uh, to let him know, hey, I might need you as a backup. I'm going to do everything I can over the next 24 hours to t- try to do this show. And literally, it was a uh, game-time decision. I went until like 7.24. I was drinking hot water with salt. And I'm not drinking. I was gargling it. I was doing the honey thing. I was taking medication. And I wasn't like sick. I was just, you know, lost my voice from, I think, some allergy slash talking a lot on the radio and, you know, caught up with me. And I literally did not cancel my appearance until like 7.20-something. And I was like, uh, Nick, excuse me, Richard, you're going to have to go in. I'm sure that's probably what he was trying to would you rather go watch a morgan wallen show with his voice is jacked or just wait to get the the full performance uh i i mean probably wait i don't think i would go to a that's not true i'd go to a morgan wallen concert he's not my favorite but he's got some catchy songs for sure i thought you were going to say would you rather go to a morgan wallen concert or a taylor swift concert that would have been a good question all right i'll ask you that morgan wallen easily yeah but I'm it, sure half this office would, they're not paying attention to what I just said. So, you know, they don't, they won't decapitate me. What about your fiance? What, what would she want to go see? Morgan Wallen. Morgan Wallen. Uh, what if you were given free tickets to go watch Taylor Swift this past week? You went to the uh, final four. Go. I would go. Yeah. If I got free tickets, I'd go. What if they were a hundred bucks? But you got no. great seats. No. No, thanks. Okay. Drake or Taylor Swift? Drake. Drake or Morgan Wallen? Morgan Wallen. Okay. Just see, uh, just trying to see where you stand here. Not very not very hard to figure out, you know. All right. I'm going to read this text from Bosa's and Katie. At the beginning of the fall, I see that our guys, uh, Johnson, talking about Antonio Johnson, was a first rider. Now he's be- being projected as a third rider. What happened? He did a good combine and a good pro day. So, Bosa's, here's the deal. And I was told this. I've been told this over the years. Most of the information you see for these early draft projections are not real. When I say they're not real, there hasn't been that much. T- so these scouts, sure, they've done some of their research, but it's not like the the full dive that they do once the season ends. Once their NFL season ends or the college football season ends, that, that college scouting team, as they travel the country making their notes about these players, they're, st- they're starting to do that, right? 
But then that information has got to trickle its way up to the scouting director and to the NFL GM. And then what you're seeing in August and September is media speculating or hearing it from one or two sources, right? Um, by the time it gets to where we are, right, um, to, to I'm going to say from January on, now those are a lot more informed opinions, uh, and, and those are talking to several. And the guys who make the decisions at that point or people right under them are helping decide that. So that is part of it. Um, what, what I'm going to do here is I'm going to hit a break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk to Billy Lucci, who has made it here to the studio. We'll do that, and uh, we'll take a uh, – sorry. He told me short segment, and this is a short segment. It's 1010. It is a short segment. We'll come back with more. It's Tex-Tex Radio. And we're back. Shortest break of all time. I'm sure it was the right time, but it felt very short. Tex-Tex Radio presented by David Gardner Steelers here in the Rollo Insurance Studio. Billy is in the building. I think he's on a phone call, uh, but he'll join us here in a moment. A couple things I want to talk to him about. Uh, obviously, we're going to talk about the baseball weekend. That was a, uh, a good weekend for Aggie baseball. Did not like the finish, but that's all right. They've won four series in a row, so we'll talk about that. Um, also, some of the things happening in the transfer portal. We're uh, walking in with a smile. I already know there's a joke coming. No, there's not. A rib. Hello, sir. I don't have anything. No? What was the smile no. for? Happy to see you. No, no, no. I know. I think I, I probably bursted your bubble when you walked in, and I noticed something was happening. No, I'm not. You're just in a good mood. You're a happy guy. All right. Did you ever get on Dalton, by the way, for hitting you with that banana? I said something. Right on the nose, right in the face. I said something to him that was probably not fair. And I won't say it on the radio. Oh, gosh. So he sent him into vacation on a spiral. Way to go. Well, you know what? Don't throw a banana on somebody's face. If you don't know what we're talking about on the YouTube, on the Rewind last week. Do we have that on tape? Yeah, it's it's on the Rewind. Oh, wow. The whole world saw it. Oh, it's, it was live. It was yeah, we oh, were recording. Yeah, I used it. Yes, good. He for put you. a banana in my face. All right, now I'm not going to say what I said what in is, response. What, what is with you? And lately, you've had a lot of such comments. Huh? Thank you, Savage. My comment was based on what you said. Yeah. So he threw it, hit you on the nose. Was a pretty hard throw. It hurt. It hurt. Yeah. 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 It left a mark. That banana's caused some problems in this office so far. Yeah. I think uh, Bronny. Bronny got hurt. Yeah. The banana incident with Bronny. Mm hmm. And the new Banana incident. on banana crime. Banana on the tailpipe. Great no, scene. No. Great scene in Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah, but not a scene at this office. Beverly Hills Cop. It was a great scene. It was a great scene. Bobby Taylor stays. Why are you all dressed up? Uh, KBTX. Doing oh, that's right. This week I'm doing right. the, yeah. the, the three. Yeah. It's called the three, the three o'clock show. Yeah, looking forward to it. Very good. You, you that shirt I, will pop on TV. I look like a like an old newscaster. Is what mm-hmm. I look like like a retired newscaster who's been brought out of the bullpen. Why don't you to help take out. that button down a notch? You want me to go, John Travolta? There you go. That is not Travolta. Like the That's, next two would be Travolta. Let's That's go Travolta. fine. Let's that go looks Travolta. good. No, don't right do here. that. Yeah. No, it's fine. I don't. I don't care. You do the show how you want. All right. I mean, we got one guy that comes in here sleeveless. Who comes in sleeveless? Well, I guess Bronny doesn't come in here sleeveless. But. What's happening? Hey, buddy. I got a new I got a new gripe on the weekend. Okay. A couple of them. Tell me. Now, in fairness, you know, Morgan Wallen canceled his second show in Oxford. He did the first one. Quote, unquote, voice. There's a lot of speculation that maybe the, you know, the uh, the library got to him. Famous famous bar there right by the stadium. Uh, um Canceled the second show, but not until everyone was in the venue, everyone was there, it was ready to go, and then boom, they put this big message up on the board. 
But back-to-back concerts there, you know, Garth Brooks playing uh, LSU, played Notre Dame. I think he played in Utah where they play football, where the Utes play, played in South Bend. Like, I don't know whose task it is at A&M, and maybe it's something we take over, we get in the promoting business, but they have got to – I just think this play and the Troubadour Festival is going to be fun in a couple weeks. Yep. Um, but they have got to get a, a big time concert in this town, and there hasn't been one in God knows how long. I think it's completely unacceptable. And again, I'm not privy, and I'm sure people could come to me. Well, the hotel situation, bull, you know what, Oxford, Mississippi, get your ass out of here with that. I know they were possibly looking into a big one with someone really big and then you know some I think I don't know if it's scheduling fell through and it could have happened maybe this summer but you have the construction on the state that's fine but I want the streak to end I want a real concert here um and it ties in with my second thing it just feels like something that people can just kind of push off and it just you look up and it's years down the road and you still haven't gotten involved in that my second thing is this Spring game. I heard you guys talking. Yeah, whatever. It's they're not that big in this part of the country, and I and I, I tend to agree. And you, you look on lists like that list, and it's like new coach, new coach, top five program for several years in a row, all that stuff. I get it. It sounds like a bunch of bleeping excuses, in my opinion. Okay, so to me. It's a, and this year didn't count, again, the, the construction. But to me, it is a, you, you want to make this into some massive recruiting weekend every year. Or if you're not, you would if you could, which means if you had 50,000 plus coming to Kyle Field, filling up the whole bottom and some of the, you know, maybe the, the one whole side or, you know, the bottom bowl and the second deck, whatever. It's not Jimbo Fisher's job. Like we're paying him to win games and to go out and, and prepare to win games and, and prepping and doing. But but you, if you're Jimbo, and I think you know Ross and everybody, you make it say, hey. And if the answer is no, it's no. And please explain to me why. If you're going to make it a big recruiting weekend, I would love to see Texas A and M. And I know I know for a fact I've got friends that would roll their eyes and go, no, it doesn't matter. My ass, it doesn't. If it doesn't matter, then stop bringing recruits in for it to a stadium with 7,000 people when they, the next week they can go to Norman, Oklahoma, and there's 75. You know, and, and it's, a, it's a chance to take advantage because Austin's not doing it very much either. Um, but they go to Baton Rouge and there's more. They go, to, they go to Bama, team you're recruiting against. Georgia, where you're recruiting against guys. I mean... They're going to Nebraska and Colorado. I know they have new coaches, but Nebraska always does it. You're competing with Ohio State for these guys. Like, if you tell me it doesn't matter, then it tells me you don't get it and you just don't want to put in the work to make it happen. So go put together a task force of some kind for the next 11 months and do something with, with – with, Put a lot of minds to this thing. It doesn't have to be an everyday thing, but put together some kind of task force and figure out how can you improve spring game attendance and get it to a point that does nothing more than showcase 
what the what the kids see in the fall. And if you say, well, they come in the fall, yeah, they a lot of them are committed by the time they come in the fall, and they're committed to other programs. So why don't we ask the people why didn't you come? Why don't you come sometimes? Because mm-hmm. to me, well, at least, we're not the task force. No, but I'm. Curious. But I'd like to know. Yeah. I'd like to know what people are thinking. Like the, those in Houston, San Antonio, Austin, Dallas, even like why why didn't you come for the spring game? Yeah. Is it apathy? Because I think that plays a part in it. Excuse maker. But I'm just, excuse maker. That doesn't mean it's excuse right. Excuse maker. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. The, Nebraska is apathetic. Oh, well, they live out in the country. There's nothing to do. Well, you're right between Houston, Dallas, and Austin. I get it, and I've said it before. It's like basketball attendance in this part of the country. It's not a massive thing. It's not what sports fans down here are cultured to do. There are pro sports going on at that time. There are other things to do in these cities. Figure it out. It's not your job. It's not my job. Figure it out. OU's in the second year of Brent Venables, not the first. They went 6-6 six and six last year. They were, huge. they were disgustingly bad. They got beat by their arch rival 49-0. They're pretending to have hope. Deep down, they all know that guy sucks. But yet, there they were with all those people. Well, Norman's in the middle of nowhere. I bet there are a lot of people wearing crimson and cream that drove up from Dallas to that. Yeah. About the same distance. So, no, figure it out. You have an entire department full of people. Figure it out. It's the same thing I would tell everybody over here if there was something we're doing. We had a conversation just a minute ago. Bronny, well, no, I don't want that. Figure it out. There's a solution there. Let's get to the bottom of it. And I think that's the case in the spring game. And, again, it's not Jimbo's job to go do it. Um, But it is where if he raises his hand and says, hey, I feel like we're missing an opportunity here. I feel like we're in the middle of a peak point in recruiting in the recruiting process. We're being put at a competitive disadvantage. He might not see it that way. I do. He might be like, well, we get guys throughout the spring, you know, to almost every practice day we had. They had a great uh, flow of recruits coming in that get one-on-one time and all that. And I think they had a really productive spring uh, ball on that front in terms of recruits coming in. But, there's something different about a big-ass event and a ton of recruits coming in to see your program showcased, keyword showcased, yep. during that kind of weekend. I know they try. They do a home game weekend, they parents' weekend, and you, you think that that's getting all those people in town. I just wonder if in some way, shape, or form that kind of diminishes it. I don't know. I don't think it diminishes it because a lot of those people aren't going to come back on a back-to-back weekend. And there's not there's only so many weekends you could do in the spring. So I think you still have to have it on that particular weekend. I just think you need to go all in in terms of the promotion. Guess what? Maybe you have a concert at Kyle Field, a significant enough one that it, that it matters and it draws people, and have it following the spring game. Yeah. Um I'm waiting for, there's some responses coming in, but one of them on the TechSax chat says um, it is a little bit of both about the Mm -hmm. apathy and the construction. But at the end of the day. Well, it's the construction is what it is. That's not both. That's 100% of of why they couldn't have that many and why they probably didn't over-promote it this year. Um, I get apathy. Like I said it at the beginning, you guys sometimes want to just like talking point for talking point. The apathy, I said like, of course, there's the you'll see Georgia, you know, I, I'm assuming Clemson, Alabama, Ohio State. They're winning, winning, winning. 
and you see programs when they're losing, you're going to have less people. That goes without saying. But there has also been no real push. You can't just put out a, you know, a, a, a couple of tweets over a month or span before the spring game or release the date. There's no, yeah, there's no real push for it, and other places do that. Yeah. And, and you have to build that over time. It's like Buzz Williams and Aggie basketball. Like, fans will jump to a good baseball team here. Fans will flock to a good football team. Basketball is a slow build. Well, they get there. And they get there when you're, when you're good and you have a fun team to watch, and, and, and that's what we saw this year. That's what would, would a, a spring game event be. You're not, it's not going to happen next year. But maybe you set a goal that like, hey, we're getting 40000 next year, and we're going to keep going from there. Do you remember ones over the last five, ten years that were really solid attended? No, because look, I'm I'm also a guy that, I mean, I want to walk in the stadium, look around, see a bunch of people, and go, that's great. But I also, like, I'm not spring game guy, but I do see the value in it, and I do see that it 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 can help your recruiting efforts. It, it just says excitement fans are excited about the season and i know that that's nothing you have to worry about in the season opener next season or when auburn's here in september or bama's here in october and i know they're going to see it and go wow this is the big time but i'm saying between got to jump ahead on it april and and september and october a lot of guys are making their decisions nowadays a lot of them so, that's all I'm saying. Nick Savage on the chat says, Aggie Basketball just announced a home-and-home home with Ohio State. That's so the one. That's yeah. the one you were kind of hinting at yeah. last week. So I just, I'm just i trying to figure out why John Ross, like I'm trying to figure out people that tell me this stuff, and I'm going to have to start having conversations with them. Like, Tell me that you're playing U of H. Tell me that you're playing Ohio State, but it's not done yet. But then John Rothstein gets it when it's done. Gets it when it's done. I don't understand like the local. That, that whole thing, we're going to start pressing people on because you know it's just it's one thing if A&M was putting it out but again this is the kind of stuff when people go oh you know Tex Ags gets all no we have to fight for every inch just like the newspapers just like everything and this is a fight that I guess I'm gonna have to pick this week I think it's a good one to fight because well because it does it's just a little bone you can throw to the local people that send everybody to all these you know like it's just and again this is a, a, to me, it's like a departmental thing. It's not like, it's like they schedule the games and then that's it. And then everybody's waiting for contracts to be signed and stuff. Well, when they're signed, let's go. So I'm going to start, I'm just going to start being more of an a-hole and push more. But anyway, getting back to it, <clears throat> that's a great home and home. Yeah. And, I, I, and that was the one I was alluding to the other day. And that'll start um, 2024, 2025, by the way. Is it? That's what it says. Return game. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. Return game year. in College Station. Yeah. 20. So this year they'll be yeah. at Ohio at State. At Ohio State. Okay. Sorry. That's what I thought. That's good. Um, that'll be a nice true road game to play. Mm-hmm. Big Ten team. Ohio State, you never know. Like, I know they were down this year, but typically that is a, a power program out of the Big Ten. Uh, that's a really good one. You look at what A&M's played kind of out of conference in, in the last few years in terms of the major conference teams and, and not a part of the challenges. Who have they? I'm trying to think of what is it? Was it? No, they played Washington State in, in the NIT. It was like, you know, Oregon State, 
teams like that, you know, yeah, they're power five conferences, but it's not, they're not power programs, let's sure. say. Yeah. I know they had, the, they had Gonzaga early in Buzz's tenure. Was it the first, first year? Uh, but this is big time, man. Now you start looking at his schedule and you go a Big Ten, a power program in the Big Ten in Ohio State yeah. on the road. You get DePaul here. You get uh, Memphis here, which is obviously more significant than DePaul. I think, would you go to SMU this year? That's a return. That is, yep. I mean, it is. It's a return game. Um, then you go play that tournament oh, yeah, in Orlando. Oh, yep. That has, what is it, Penn State, Virginia Tech. Um, a return to Penn State. No, it's a tournament. Yeah, yeah you could play you could them. I, I don't play them, know yeah. who they play. It. But there's some good programs in that one, some teams that are definitely going to be in the NCAA tournament. I think VCU's in that. So you're going to get a couple of games that could really help you there. And then Houston, who, I mean, Kelvin Sampson's built a national power there, and you're playing them neutral site in a town where we talk about Aggies traveling. For a game like that, they, should be, there, they yeah. should be a lot of people there in Houston for that. So anyway, and this is what you do, too, when you're Buzz Williams and you know you got a veteran team and you're just filling in a couple big-time pieces around it to, to take this thing over the top, but mm -hmm. you love the team you've got coming back. You know what you do? You're more confident in playing a tougher schedule early in the season. And, oh, by the way, there's also the ACC-SEC Challenge. So they're going to get somebody else from the ACC as well. So, man, that's going to be a, a stout, stout non-conference schedule. Probably the best I've seen A&M play. Yep. Um, there was one year where the Aggies under Billy Kennedy played West Virginia, you know, on, on the air, the, uh, uh, the carrier ship, I think, or did they wherever they play, maybe in a military base, but they played that. And then they played. Uh, they happened. To play, they played in Atlantis, and they drew Texas, Gonzaga, and Syracuse. So that was that was a strong. And I, that was a strong, strong, strong non-conference because of that tournament. But man, just looking at it going in, this might be as tough as I've I've seen a &M play, which is great. You've got the team that can handle it. My my only hope is that you know it, we have seen this team take a little while to figure itself yep. out. Hopefully, after most a lot of these guys coming back for a third year in the same system, you don't have that ramp up time. Yeah. You need to get started right away. And Buzz is the type that is not like, he's going to, I think, ask. And I'd, I'd like I'm sure we'll interview him this offseason, but he'll ask himself probably in his coaching staff. Okay, let's not just chalk up the fact that we didn't start the season as strong as we'd want to, particularly this this past year. Let's not. Because the year before, I think they lost one non-conference game. Was it but they played schedule. a really easy, yeah. no, really easy schedule. They lost to the, one of the only like true quality. Well, they beat Notre Dame in that tournament, which was big, and they played Wisconsin, who was good. Yeah. But the rest of it, and, and they lost to TCU, which was kind of their marquee other non-conference outside of the tournament. But now he's ramped up. You know, I think, you know, last year they tried to ramp up and some of the teams they played that they thought would be better than they were turned out to not be as good. But this is just, there ain't no two ways about it. So if you're Buzz, I think you, him and his staff are probably sitting there going, 
okay, we better be ready to go. So let's look at the why. Right. Don't just say, well, we're a better team now. We got so many guys coming back, so that there should be more cohesion and continuity. Don't do that because you could be missing something. It could be that you determine that your legs tie, you're tired to start the season. It could be because your rotation was deeper than maybe you needed to. Whatever that answer may be, you look into that and you, you figure it out. And there's a couple things maybe you tweak and change because they'll need to. Uh, but the good thing to me, David, is you play these games, man. You saw him get to the tournament losing to a lot of average to bad teams in the non-conference, and they still got there. So even if you didn't have this knockout record, now you're probably, if you're losing games, you're losing to really good teams, tournament teams, and and you know maybe a, a number one team like a U of H or something. So whatever, I, I think it's a, it's not a no lose, but your odds of success are a lot better. And I think AM will go and win a bunch of these games this year with Wade Taylor, Boots, Henry, Julius, Julius yeah, uh, some of those new pickups, yeah, Garcia, like man. I think they go win a bunch of those games. All right, let's hit a break here. We'll come back. I want to talk some football with you. Right now, we're talking about our friends there at Costa Vida. Holly's there. Um, she and her husband love this community. That's why they brought uh, Costa Vida to town. And uh, they have got that chili, lime chicken. They got the breakfast tacos. Um, and they got a new addition to the breakfast tacos with chorizo. So you got to go check it out. Uh, it is the place to go for fresh Mex food here in town. In town. Baja inspired fresh Mex, I should say. Everything is fresh and scratch made. You can taste the difference where every ingredient matters there at Costa Vida. They've got such great food there. Highly recommend you check it out. And their catering is the bomb. It's certainly uh, the folks you need to call for any kind of wedding events you may have, for graduation parties. A lot of you are planning those right now. Like you've taken time. Like what are we going to do? Have Holly and her crew take care of you. They'll certainly do that. Weddings as well. And uh, they got the great signature dishes there. The sweet pork quesadillas, the raspberry chipotle chicken salad, the shrimp mango taco salsa. They got the chips and the queso. They got the specialty drinks. Open it for uh, dine-in, drive-in, curbside takeaway. Um, they got DoorDash, you name it. You can order online easily with their app, Costa Vida app. Uh, they will take amazing care of you. So make sure you go check them out in South College Station. It's Costa Vida, where every ingredient matters. Go check them out. Tech Radio, presented by David Gardner's Jewelers here in the Waddle Insurance Studio. So, Billy, you alluded to it. I had forgotten about it when I was assaulted by Dalton on the air, but we've got the clip because I think you can't talk about it with at least showing our uh, audience what happened. Those listening on radio, you'll have to check out the rewind from last week, but those watching on TexasX.com, here is how we started the rewind just a couple days ago where Dalton completely dismantled my nose. Hey, everybody. It is TexasX Rewind present. God, dog, that was hard. That was Dalton. (laughs) That was not soft. Do we have a slow motion version of that? Oh, no. Uh, no, we do not. Oh, okay. Sorry, I could work on it if you wanted me to. <laughs> I, I, I kind of want a slow motion version of it. it I, if you could show it again, I think my eyes were about to like go destroy Dalton. Then I realized it is Dalton who is my friend. Let's, let's hey, show everybody. It is Texax Rewind present. Oh, that was Dalton. <laughs> yeah, he was about to die there. Wow. He was definitely. When I start taking these MMA classes, Billy, it is on. Like... I don't care if it's Dalton, Zane. You're going to be that guy. I'm going to be that guy. I'm not going to get into a fight. I'm, I got a face for television. I don't care. I'd like to see you put an occasional like arm bar on somebody in here. I'm trying to think. I don't think I have long enough arms to put around some of the folks that work here. I just don't. 
Bobby Taylor. See, that wasn't that wasn't very nice, but I'll <laughs> just keep going. I don't have long arms, Billy. I have short arms. Mm -hmm. Long neck, short Bobby arms. Bobby Taylor has long arms. Bobby Taylor. Long arm defensive back. One part of why people in the program are excited about him staying. Mm -hmm. He's a young, young player on the roster at a position of need. We've talked a lot about corner. Do I think he makes big impact this season? No. I'd I'd be pleasantly surprised. Um, and the reason I say that is he has hardly played any football. He he was hurt in high school some. He's been hurt. You know, he was hurt most of last season, and he was banged up some during spring ball. So I think his development is still happening. We said when he left, like, hey, that's a guy that is a, he was projected. He was a projection, but one that people were really excited about. Mm -hmm. You love the fact that he's coming back. To, I think, a word that I would not have thought I'd say about Bobby, patient. I think that he, he realizes that. And, and by the way, there's a chance because there's not a lot of depth at corner. So if I'm Bobby Taylor, I'm going, A, stay healthy. B, be patient because his talent level is off the chart. Yep. His frame, his athleticism, his speed, like the combination of everything for him is off the charts good. It's NFL high round type stuff. That's why they took him. Um, people will say, well, he's a great recruiter. Yeah, of course he is. He really is. There's no denying that. He's, he's meant a great deal to their recruiting efforts. But it's not a... It, you hire coaches to do that, and if a player can be great, it's, it, it helps even more. But they signed Bobby Taylor because Bobby Taylor has a chance to be a really good football player on this defense. It just wasn't going to happen day one, and then he got injured. And so, uh, number one, you, you just stay patient and, and get healthy, stay healthy for an extended period. And then the next part of that is you look up one day and down the road – Year three, year four, year five, however long you're here, he could be a really damn good SEC defensive back. If not, there's an opportunity, and this is why if you're going to transfer, you look around at playing time, well, what the hell do you think you see here at corner right now? There's an opportunity now, and I can sit here and be like, well, he needs to stay healthy to develop. And, but there's a world where he very quickly could look up and be your second team DB entering a season. Let's hope so. Let's hope this turns out to be a Leon O'Neill situation yep. where Leon thought about leaving mm -hmm. and then he became one of the team leaders and like he kind of changed the way we looked at him. Uh, not that no we, had, we didn't have the bad look at Bobby at all. It's been a positive look, but that patience well, can but, pay off. But I'll say this. There's been a couple times where he's, you know, these veiled things about, you know, being unhappy or thinking about, you know, just – there's everybody that's listening knows what I'm talking about. There's plenty of stuff on his on his media that would make you think, oh, well, is he unhappy? Um, that happened multiple times during his recruitment. Then to actually announce that you're going in the portal, like that does hurt your ability to lead on a team because all the guys see that. Yep. And and if it's going out publicly on social media, I can't imagine what's being said behind the scenes. But also think if you're Bobby Taylor and how many of your you know, I know he was close with Ish, and how many of your buddies have left? It's a different time period, so it makes you 
go, oh man, maybe I should do that too. He's obviously was kind of torn on on whether or not to do that. Um, I think Leon's a good example because I do think if he can just say, okay, I, I almost left, I made the commitment to be, I'm, I'm all in now. And I don't think there's anything wrong with a, a young player doing that in today's college football. It happens everywhere. Everywhere. And he has done wonders to extol the virtues of this place to other guys in that locker room that are there now, that they're recruiting. <laughs> so if I'm Bobby, I go, okay, here's the depth chart. I know how, I know what my talent level is. I need to stay healthy, be patient, and just keep working hard. But I'm going all in here. Right. I almost left. I had one foot out the door. I had both feet out the door. I know these coaches want me because they could have just let me go. Um, I know they want me. I'm back. I'm all the way in. And he did tweet, you know, or speaking of social media. I didn't want to leave. Say he didn't want to leave. Yeah. So whatever was going on, and he's back now, and good for him, and good for A&M, I'm telling you. That's big. Jimbo and those coaches, they wanted him to come back because it'd be a shame if you lose a guy of that talent level before he really gets to, you, you know, let him develop and see what happens. Because they think, that if he goes somewhere else or stays here, either one, once he does develop and plays enough and is out there enough that he's going to be a really good defensive back. That they and I think by the fact that you know they took him back and he came back and stuff tells you all you need to know about what their hope is for him moving forward. Also, again, kind of ties into Bobby. If you're looking at hey, how early can I play? I mean, there is a dire need at the cornerback position. Like, they need yep. guys. And so to take – taking DeBerry, I thought, was going to help you more this year from Boston College and, and Tony Grimes. Like, those moves help you more this year. But you don't want to live in a world where every time you, you add somebody, it's to cover for somebody you lost. I mean, the optimal situation is to get those veteran guys for this year. And, and I know – uh, guys like McCall have multiple years left, but you want to get guys for this year and next, like the the immediate. But you don't want to lose the highest upside talent guys, right? In, you know, before you even get to see them, it's bad enough that some guys kind of played themselves out of the program. Uh, you know, they're raving about Anthony Lucas over in, you know, in, in USC, and you know Chris Marshall's going to play a lot because Lane Kiffin will probably play anybody. Um, and and Denver, if he holds it together, is going to be really good at LSU. But you couldn't, you you really couldn't keep them, and keep and, and hope to have any kind of culture right. in your locker room. I think Lucas maybe was an exception. That was more his decision. But you had to make moves to fix what was what was going on, kind of dragging things down last year. But Bobby wasn't a part of that. No, you know. When we come back, I want to see if there's any other options out there if maybe their strategy changes now that they do have Bobby in the fold with the rest of that group. And I don't think it does. It I think you still probably would love to one add more. one more. Your numbers are too low there, yeah. and your numbers of experienced guys are still a little too I, I think it's like one guy too low. So I don't think it changes that. When you come back, when we come back, I got one more thing I want to rant on Let's go. that doesn't involve – it involves A&M, it involves the SEC, it involves Greg Sankey. And uh, the transfer portal. I like that. That's a tease. There I needed go. that. Thank you. All right, we'll come back with more Tex Sacks. 
closing time. Texas Radio presented by David Gardner Jewelers here in the Rollo Insurance Studio. Billy's still with us. Billy, you had a something you wanted to, I don't know if rant's the right word. Yeah, USC can have Bear Alexander. Okay. Let him have him. But, I mean, Georgia, first of all, the levels of tampering that Lincoln Riley's doing around college football and the NCAA, they will do nothing about it. Um, USC is going to be back, and they're going to be back in a big way, and it is what it is. But Bear Alexander could not have played this year in the Southeastern Conference, nor could Tywon Malone, the talented defensive tackle out of out of Ole Miss, or, or anybody else in the SEC that's transferring now. And in some ways, A and M is benefiting from that right now because I don't know who they seem to be doing a very good job of keeping the guys on the roster that, that everybody assumed were, oh, this guy might leave or they're going to lose even more. It's, you know, Bobby Taylor left. It's going to be the start of, well, Bobby's back and, and no one's left yet. Mm-hmm. So part of them, maybe the non the inability to transfer within the league without sitting out of your helps a little bit. And I get the, the reasoning behind it that Greg Sankey and the SEC, because it's an SEC rule. Like a Pac-12 player could leave right now and still play in that conference. Big 10, ACC, Big 12. You saw Brandon Thompson do it uh, from Texas, and he's probably going to go to OU. You can do that right now. You can't do it within the SEC. And I understand the the thought process behind it, which was you're going to prevent tampering and and, Mm -hmm. cut it off, a hard cutoff. You can't completely prevent tampering but you're going to have some kind of obstacle laid out there. But now there's a lot, there are a lot of good players that are going to be leaving the, the 14 SEC teams. And you're going to lose players like Bear and Malone, and there, there's mo- way more than that, that are not going to be able to play in this conference anymore. So the conference is going to be losing good players as a result. And I think what's going to happen is when you got these SEC meetings in Destin, here this summer, and in a few weeks, I think they're going to change that rule. And I think they're going to say it's no longer in place. My problem with it is, why wouldn't you have, you know, kind of a, a you know, just push that up to the front, you know, the front of the uh, priority line and just say, hey, we're going to have an emergency rule change on this. We're going to do it now. Mm-hmm. Because you're going to lose, you know, I don't say, like it's not going to be a ton at this time of year, but you're going to lose – some players to other conferences that would otherwise be here. And if you're going to change it, which I believe they will, and if, if, if they don't, then I'm wrong. If you're going to change it within a month from now, you're going to have a lot of coaches in this league sitting there going, right. I, mean, I could have had that guy or that guy or that guy wanted to come here and we had to tell him no. And it's not just an A&M thing. There'll be teams around the league that are saying that. So just something to think about. And if they do change that rule in a few weeks, like – I wonder what prevented them from not doing that earlier. Well, I I, I think I, I agree with the concept, yeah. except you're making other conferences fat. And then if you boost up their talent with yeah. SEC players. I think the NCAA, again, a joke, should have every conference employ that. That, hey, in this window, you can't transfer within conference. I think Sankey and the SEC are, are on to something. I think what they're doing is it's the right way to approach it and think about it. The problem is no one else is doing it. So you're putting yourself, like I go back to that spring game thing, you're putting yourself at a competitive disadvantage. 
Nothing about the SEC screams competitive disadvantage. So this thing right now is competitive disadvantage. And I'm sure that's why they're looking at it and say, hey, we probably need to change that. I just kind of like, I don't know the process and why you couldn't have just ripped that off ASAP and had right. an overnight change in it. We've gone almost a whole hour and didn't get to talk baseball with you, but mm-hmm. four straight series, they do it at a very tough place to win. Uh, yep. It's only going to get tougher. But a Number team one RPI, yeah. team that lost one game at home all year. They're doing it the hard way. Everything is earned. Everything's a fight. Um, yeah, I know we'd love to see them have swept Auburn. We'd love to see them swept Kentucky, swept Missouri. You know, they lost two Sunday games or they lost that, you know, home plate play against Auburn. But these are these are pretty good teams that they're they're winning series against. To go on the road at Auburn, to go on the road at Kentucky, which is a really good team. Uh, you know, Missouri's got some quality weekends under their belt and, and you win two out of three. Ole Miss is struggling mightily, but again, defending national champs, you win two out of three. This has been an impressive run by the Aggies, and I know they lost to a good UTSA team, but they also beat a good Texas State team. So there's even been, you know, you've split a couple of tough Tuesday games in there. This team is getting better and better. We've talked about the lineup that that the offensively they keep getting better and better. Are they a perfect team? No. Are they a team that could win a regional or go out quickly in a regional? Yeah, because the pitching is still, Mm -hmm. you know, a wild card. But, man, you know, I heard Slosh talking this morning like what Wansing did, what Ashenbeck's done all year. And, no, Nuno Brani was not telling you how great Ashenbeck was going to be before the season because nobody was. And as Slosh said, if there was anybody that would have said it, it would have been Brawny, but he didn't because not even the guys in, in over across the street knew, knew yeah. what they had in him. He's been the story of the pitching staff this season, but there's a couple more things brewing. I mean, big weekend for Will. And, and Wansing, if they can get it going, man, this thing could start to look really good. Thank you, Billy. Arkansas is banged up, too. Go up there and, and shock some people this Shock weekend. the world, baby. All right, that's going to do it for Texas Radio on a Monday. We're going to see you all mañana. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.